That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. The basin being circular, and the room he was observing square, Harry could not make out what was going on in the corners of it. He leaned even closer, tilting his head, trying to see. The tip of his nose touched the strange substance into which he was staring. Dumbledore's office gave an almighty lurch. Harry was thrown forward and pitched headfirst into the substance inside the basin. But his head did not hit the stone bottom. He was falling through something icy cold and black. It was like being sucked into a dark whirlpool. And suddenly, Harry found himself sitting on a bench at the end of the room inside the basin, a bench raised high above the others. He looked up at the high stone ceiling, expecting to see the circular window through which he had just been staring, but there was nothing there but dark, solid stone. What's up, potheads? Welcome to the Restricted Section, a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the way that the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Chapter 30, The Pensieve. Harry gets left alone in Dumbledore's office and immediately gets in trouble. He falls head over heels into a mysterious basin full of what appears to be jizz, and he finds himself in a courtroom memory. He watches as Karkaroff gives up names of his fellow Death Eaters. He watches Ludo Bagman be accused of passing information to the enemy. And finally, he watches the Lestranges and Barty Crouch Jr. be convicted of torturing Frank and Alice Longbottom to insanity. Welcome to the restricted section where you should definitely poke that mysterious slimy white stuff. Gross. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. We all thought jizz when we read it. Yeah. <laughs> Today I have a little twinkle in my eye because I'm joined by my cake making friend, Grace. Say hello to the listeners, Grace. Hello, listeners. And I am incredibly excited because our special guest is a returning guest, Adol Rafai from Hey Riddle Riddle and Hello from the Magic Tavern. Say hello to the listeners, Adol. Hello, listeners. I also make cake in that I have a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. the superior cake making method, I think. Thank you. <laughs> If you feel like you recognize Adel's voice and it's not because you listen to his podcast, um, he's been on a couple episodes before. He was our first ever guest, I think, on what? our Games and Riddles. Yeah, we did not used to do guests. Can I get but, some sort of sash or a so I think that's little in order. top hat or something? Yeah, tiny top, tiny Thank Harry Potter you. top hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adel came on for our Games and Riddles episode after Sorcerer's Stone, also Chamber of Secrets Chapter 10, The Rogue Bludger, and Prisoner of Azkaban Chapter 13, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. Uh, sorry we didn't bring you back for Quidditch again. Pump, pump the brakes. Is this my fourth appearance? Yeah. Do you love us or something? I, I do. I This is one of my favorite podcasts to guest on. Don't tell the others. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're actually shouting that from the rooftops, actually. It's very exciting. <laughs> Well, that's fine. People who listen to podcasts don't go outside. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, I listen to many podcasts while I'm walking around town. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So, Adol, how has life been for you for the past year since we saw you last? Uh, it's been pretty good. I'm currently ramping up for my wedding, which is next month. And Whoa, it's next month? That's yeah. so exciting. April Congratulations. 23rd. Thank you so much. April 23rd. So, very excited for that. Other than that, a little bit of travel, a lot of podcasting, working on some yeah. other projects and stuff. But, yeah, been good. How, are, how uh, Grace and Christina, how have the two of you been? Well, you know, just doing the exact same thing we've always... Oh, no. Since the last time we saw you, Adel, yes. Grace and I started a whole ass company together, actually. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, Grace, what kind of company? You, you want to give... Well, our listeners are sick of hearing about it, but Grace, you want to give the little elevator? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Adel, let me just oh, tell you. Real quick. Can we... I'm sorry. Uh, just for my mental sake, can we pretend we're in an elevator? So, I'm going to come on. Uh, oh, okay. Can, can you hit 14, please? Ooh, I'm actually very awkward in elevators, and I only want to laugh the whole time because it's so quiet and I'm so awkward. Huh. I hate it here. Wow, that's a lot to dump on me. Well, the doors are closing. Do you have anything you want to pitch to me before we hit floor 14? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> We're on floor uh, two. You better hurry. <laughs> She's stalling. She's stalling. I'm stalling. I'm stalling. No. Okay. Um, Christina and I started a really cool company. It's a publishing company. It's called Wildlink Press, and we're so excited about it. Um, Christina, please take it away. <laughs> yeah, we just publish books. We publish uh, lots of it. books, mostly sci-fi, fantasy. And we're really excited. That's incredible. Well, this is me. Uh, here's here's oh, uh, right. here's a hundred dollars. Oh, oh my god! Is that oh what god. elevator pitches are for? Is to get me to invest before I get off on my floor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now they are. Okay, send me a receipt <laughs> somehow. <laughs> bye bye. Bye and scene. Wow, best improv I've ever done in my life. Uh, um, not even sure if I was in that scene, but straight up, I take the elevator in my grandma's retirement facility, and them old people do be awkward as hell in elevators. So when I get on, I just slam that door close button. I'm like, come on, <laughs> please, no. she walks so slow. They're not going to catch it. They never do. They never would. <laughs> That's so GD exciting about the publishing company. Congratulations to the two of you. We're That's really cool. excited. You. We launched yeah. back in November, and we've got some really cool projects. That we're working on. Yeah, so look out for our books coming out at the beginning of 2023. Love when people ask how many books we have. Like, yes. <laughs> it takes a little bit more than a couple months to make a book. Sure, sure, at sure. our launch party, people were like, so how many books you got? And we're like, wow, yeah. that's not how any of this works. That's really rude of you, actually. <laughs> Feeling pretty demoralized right now at my own launch party. Thanks very much. Yeah, no, it's like kidding. a baby shower and you're like, how many babies do you got? And it's like, none. It's not about that. That's the point about that. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if y'all have been following the news, but like a solid 1% of the American publishing industry quit their jobs over the past couple weeks because big publishing is rough. Um, yeah. It's like a really toxic work environment in a lot of places. And so there's been like this max as exodus of editors walking out. So I'm just happier than ever this week to be running a really small, awesome independent press. Yeah, that's me fantastic. Too. I'm really excited for us. Yeah, uh, and I have some news. Um, okay. I didn't want to share this, but since you shared yours, I just now, just seconds ago, in my head, formed okay. a publishing company. It's called Binders Keepers. Um, <laughs> I have 33 books coming out. Uh, Already, you just yeah. launched three seconds <laughs> ago. Well, I just thought of a bunch. So. <laughs> So Ooh, ideas are actually yeah. all you really need. Yeah. That's the secret. And it's not, I do want to clarify, it's not that I came up with this because I'm jealous of you two. I, this is something <laughs> I've wanted for 30 seconds at least. So 
So, so we all have publishing companies, okay? Cool, yeah, cool, cool. It's weird how you didn't mention this in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, it would have been perfect time. And also, I see the Williams sisters are here, Serena and Venus. Uh, you are titans of your game, but uh, you don't always have to publish against men. So, <laughs> is that something? Is that something that happened recently? No, it did. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I know what, exactly what? what you're referencing. What? An acceptance speech or something. Yeah. There's somebody won, uh, th- this uh, film director, won, she won for Power of the Dog for like the BAFTAs or something, but she won some award and in, in her acceptance speech, she had to like step on others to elevate herself. Kind of like I jokingly just did now with the publishing company. Weird. Yeah. We don't have to dwell on it, but I just brought it up. Because yep. you said, have you <laughs> been listening to the news? And I've been listening. <laughs> I just, um, I, I recently, only two years into making this podcast, made a vow that I'm going to stop dumbly laughing at jokes I don't get and start asking for people to explain them to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a promise I made to myself. And that's for y'all. I think all of us could take a page from that book. <laughs> I agree. It's actually, I don't know if everyone else feels this way, but it's literally one of the hardest things for me to stop and be like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I feel that. Maybe it's just because I'm dumb and it happens a lot. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, someone would be like, uh, this French toast is like Nietzsche's doorstep. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. What? <laughs> and, th- and, then, and then I excuse myself to the bathroom and I Google Nietzsche's doorstep. And I'm like, what is this in regards to? <laughs> How does it apply? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 2022, ask people what the fuck they're talking about. Before we get to the chapter discussion today, uh, we have a little bit of owl mail. Is it a screecher? uh, A howler. A howler, I'm sorry. Could have been a screech owl. If it was a screecher. Okay. This is from Chloe. Chloe Wilkins. Hi, Chloe. Yes, hello, Chloe. Thank you so much for the owl mail. For the screecher. (laughs) A screecher is any owl mail read by Dustin Diamond, is what we'll say, canonically. (laughs) Okay, well, who is Dustin Diamond? He played Screech on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay, great, great. That Thank was an you easy for one. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning so much. I know, I know, I know. Okay, so Chloe says, Hi, my name is Chloe Wilkins, and I really love this podcast. Smiley face. Chloe, we really love you. Blessings. So I have a couple thoughts first on why Sirius says to call him Snuffles. As a reminder, this is me, Christina, talking now. Earlier in this book, Sirius is like, he's in hiding in the outskirts of Hogsmeade. And he's like, if you talk about me amongst, like in public, call me Snuffles. And we were wondering on the podcast, why not just like Padfoot? Because that's already a nickname he has. Chloe says, I think after the Marauders came up with their nicknames, that's what they called each other all the time, even in public. So even if they didn't understand why, anyone who knew the Marauders would know that Sirius was Padfoot. If someone were to overhear them and make the connection, everyone would be in trouble. Snuffles wasn't associated with Sirius in any way. Excellent point. Thank you so much. I love when I wonder dumbly on this podcast and then a listener sends in an email to just be like, well, duh. Love that. Mm -hmm. Chloe goes on. I can't remember when it's mentioned, but I believe it's Arthur while describing the first war that it was a time of confusion. Um, Because of the masks, no one knew who the Death Eaters were. People weren't getting close to anyone because no one knew who to trust. That comes up a little bit later in this chapter. So, no, I don't believe the Dark Mark tattoo wasn't more widely known until after the graveyard. Because that's something else we were stupidly wondering on this podcast. Sorry, so many burps right now. (laughs) That's another dumb thing we were wondering on this podcast. Is like, why don't they fucking know about these terrible tattoos all these Death Eaters have? Dork Mork? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the other dork more. 
That's what I like to say. Whenever I see someone with one, I go, Dork Mork? Do you see a lot of people with them? Oh, all the that time. That a lot. It's cute because if you have a Harry Potter tattoo, you're a dork. Yeah, here's what I'll say, Grace. And this is this is maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong, maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> but anytime I see someone wearing long sleeves, I assume they have a dork mork and they're trying to cover it up. So I, 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 I'm yelling it 400 times a day. I think that that's exactly right. Especially in like wintertime. Yes. What are you yeah. hiding? Yeah. Especially in Chicago. In the Chicago. Chicago. My brain, you, I don't, this is like so stupid, but in fucking Ace Ventura 2, which is like a terrible, terrible, inappropriate movie that did not age well, their like spirit bat is called, uh, I think like Chicago. And they always like whisper it like that. Yeah. <laughs> and like my brain cannot think Chicago without being like Chicago. <laughs> Do fun. not rewatch that movie. It does not hold up. Fair enough. Chloe goes on, I'm sure Dumbledore knew from Snape, but I don't think the public knew until Harry did his interview for the Quibbler. Can't wait for the next episode, smiley face, Chloe. Chloe, thank you so much for this email and for pointing out some obvious shit we should have picked up on. Thank you, Chloe. And just to piggyback off what Chloe said about Snuffles, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I, my Animagus would be like a fox or something and my name would be Blaze. <laughs> yeah, very subtle, very <laughs> subtle. And I'm just a fucking fox that smokes weed all day. <laughs> oh, so you're a cool fox, not yeah, like a regular fox. Yeah, I walk on two legs, and I'm like, I'll buy you beer if you want. Oh, damn, like, whatever. You wear sunglasses too? Uh, yeah, but backwards on the back of my head, like Guy <laughs> <Sure>. Fieri. <laughs> sure, but like in like a baseball cap, but forward. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's move on to scrolls up, scrolls up, scrolls up. Chapter 30, The Pensieve. Scrolls down, scrolls down, scrolls down, scrolls down, scrolls down. <laughs> Just a reminder, at the end of the last chapter, uh, Harry had this like scaly dream and his skull hooded. And so he like ran to Dumbledore's office and then he was like outside the door and he could hear Dumbledore, Mad-Eye Moody, Cornelius Fudge, and maybe somebody else, I don't remember, chit-chatting inside. And he was like, whoops, eavesdropping. <laughs> And they were talking about just the same shit, the entire plot of this book. And then Mad-Eye Moody was like, hey, uh, headmaster, we should probably wrap this up because Harry Potter is outside the door. As a reminder, I can see through doors. So this chapter starts with Harry going into Dumbledore's office. And Dumbledore is like, wait here while I go walk around the massive grounds looking for something. What were they looking for? I don't. Evidence? Clues? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably evidence. Yeah, he's like, he says, wait here, I'll, it won't take that long. And it's like, it's going to take a very, like, just tell him to come back. Like, what are you doing? Right. Or just be like, do you just have like something quick to say to me real quick before I go on this stroll? I think that would take the afternoon. If I go to my doctor's uh, office and the doctor's, uh, uh, she, the doctor was the uh-huh. mother, the doctor was the mother. Was the mother. If she says, uh, hey, I'm about to go on my lunch, but just stick around, like, no, I'm just <laughs> no. going to come back another day. What are we doing? I'm not going to do that. Hard no, yeah. But Harry is incapable of uh, saying anything in his own defense for anything ever. So he's like, okay. <laughs> and he just fucking waits, dude. He just says, he like says hi to Fox the Phoenix. And then he just fucking chills for approximately 10 seconds before getting into mischief. Classic. An all-time record. A new record. <laughs> yeah, he's, he did really well, actually. He's just, like, looking around at all the sleeping portraits being like, huh, maybe he's I should like, have, He's, uh, like, looking around. He's like, oh, Sorting Hat, I know you. Oh, Sword of <laughs> Gryffindor, been there, done that. <laughs> 
it is wild to me that they, I think two or three times they're like, the portraits of the former headmasters and headmistresses are sleeping and their stomachs are heaving up and down. It's <laughs> wild to me that these portraits need to fucking sleep. Yeah, that is, I know. It's such a bummer that when you die in Harry Potter world, when you die, you still have to sleep. Like, that sounds exhausting. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just really boring to be a portrait yeah. and they're just trying to, like, pass this endless it's life. true. It is endless time. Because the thing yeah. is, is like I feel, I feel that I waste so much of my life sleeping, even though it's one of my favorite hobbies. But right. I still yeah. waste a lot of time doing it. And so if I didn't have to sleep, that would be awesome. But if you have like endless amount of time, yeah, I'd probably well sleep do. all the time. Yeah, that's fair. But then I started, I started to question like, do they eat? Do they drink? Like, I think they do. They party. They, they definitely can. Yeah, because the oh, really? portrait lady has been drunk before. She been, wow. she been. Oh, that's drunk. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Who portrait science is very <laughs> confusing. We've brought it up before when the portrait lady gets like slashed mm-hmm. and they have to like restore her. It's like, why not just put a little like piece of paper? Like a piece of printer paper up on the wall for now. Yeah. You know, like how does any of this work? <laughs> yeah. It's best not to try and figure it out. It's impossible. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like most of the magic in this fucking series. Yeah. Just like, oh, no. <laughs> just like, don't ask questions. Okay, great. Yeah, great. It is funny, Grace. I didn't really realize it until you said, there's the sword and there's the hat, that he's in this office full of. Lots of magical objects that he has never really seen before, but he's like, there's that one thing that I know what it is, and there's that other thing that I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what about all the other things? Yeah. Well, here's one other thing. Harry mm-hmm. notices, okay, I just like, I'm, I'm trying to get my head into his headspace. Okay. Harry notices a basin in a cabinet. It's like slightly ajar, and there's like a pale silvery... Some might say jizzy substance in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a liquid or maybe a gas. Uh, just, <laughs> I mean, first of all, this looks like jizz, right? <laughs> like, that's not 100%. just me. Okay. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it's like sparkle jizz. <laughs> Harry got to check it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got to. He wants to touch it, but he knows better. No, I- this is this whole thing is so stupid. He's like, I know that I shouldn't touch this with my hand, so I'm just going to poke it with my wand. I'm just going to put my whole face into it. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I mean, would you even approach this? No. Adel, would you, would you approach or touch it? If I saw a little basin full of cloudy jizz, I'm, <laughs> I'm hightailing it out of there. Or I'll just like sit in the corner and try and like pump Fox for information or something. <laughs> like what would you... If I saw that in the corner of an old man's office, I'd be like, you know yeah. what? That's not for me to ask questions That's about. Not okay, <laughs> That's not my business. That's jizz in the corner. <laughs> Voldemort always mentions the twinkle in Dumbledore's eye, but she never mentions the twinkle in his jizz. <laughs> Well, that's the same thing, because haven't you ever heard the expression? Hold on. Christina, you've never heard the expression when you were just a twinkle in your father's eye? Oh, my God. And then there's that whole, like, family guy subplot about that. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> there's no. a whole. I've reached a, a point in my career guy. where I'm ripping off family guy without even knowing it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, They have enough episodes that they've claimed, like, 90% of the world's humor at this fair point. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, I want to touch this. Um, I do understand the compulsion to be like, what does that feel like? 
but not with something that looks like this. Maybe mm-hmm. if it was like purple or something, I'd feel better. I don't know. Especially it's it's an elder it's an elder man who's clearly single and <laughs> usually and usually locks his door like clearly. <laughs> Need a password to get in, like exactly. Yeah, yeah clearly he's hiding something. <laughs> hiding um, something. That's my jizz basin. It's like you. <laughs> You like uh, you like a uh, level up from like a jizz sock to like a jizz basin. Yeah. It's actually incredibly classy. So every two months, every two months, Dumbledore's mom comes to clean his room and she puts it in, she puts it in the washer and she's like, "Why is this basin so hardened?" It's very crunchy, mm-hmm. disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. Okay, so and I'm so sorry for the language I'm about to use, but um, Harry prods it with his wand and it gets excited no (laughs) no (laughs) it's not my fault that this is what's happening what's more in the grand scheme of things what's more fucking horny and delicious than memories (laughs) (laughs) i don't know maybe like especially court memories Ooh la la yum 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 yum. (laughs) daddy give me (laughs) that's the stuff that's the stuff right there guilty Guilty. Sweet, sweet court memory. <laughs> oh my god, listeners! If you have a courtroom kink, please let me know. I'm not kink shaming. I'm just kink asking questions. I think I think this chapter gave birth to like my favorite murder and this whole genre of podcasts because I think people I think people read this chapter and they're like, I'm so fucking horny for this court scene, <laughs> like this true crime. I'm so horny for this retelling of it in Dumbledore's mind. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, okay. Um, oh, my God. So then he leans so far forward that his nose touches the surface of the jizz. Um, <laughs> and he gets thrown headfirst into the yeah court scene. And he slams into a bench. Well, I don't know if he slams. He lands on a bench beside Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. But no one notices his entrance. Da-na-na. Do-do-do. It's like one of those nightmares. It's like a nightmare when like you're trying to like scream and no one looks at you and like you're trying to no like no one's paying attention. Do you ever have those dreams where like everyone hates you and no one's looking at you? No. Oh, that's just my real life actually. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh my god. That actually reminds me. I meant to say this at the top of the episode, but Adel, you're you're a a, a podcaster. You podcast a lot. Do you ever have work dreams about podcasting? Like uh, work nightmares? No, because I was a, I used to be a theater major. I used to be a stage and screen actor and I would get so stressed out and so anxious to like memorize lines and stuff. And Mm. that would cause me to have dreams where I would have the actor's nightmare. Do you know the actor's nightmare? Is that, is that universally known? No. So the actor's nightmare. Is it it like the waiter's nightmare? I don't know what that is, but let me, (laughs) let me do this one and then I want to hear that one. So actor's nightmare, as it's known in the theater acting community is when you have a nightmare that you are on stage and you don't remember any of your lines. Oh, yeah. So that's actor's nightmare. But I used to have that all the time. And then when I switched to doing just improv, no sort of uh, uh, script acting, I sleep like a baby. And wow, I do, what a relief. I'll have weird dreams where I'm like, I can fly, but in, my flying is really just like hovering like three feet off the ground or something. <laughs> so I have weird dreams like that, but I've never had the actor's nightmare again since I stopped sort of stage acting. And I've never had... One where I scream, but nobody can hear me. What What is the waiter's nightmare? The The waiter's nightmare is when you are in a, a restaurant that's like 16 times. It's like you're in the Times Square Hard Rock Cafe and everyone's yelling at you and you don't know what your section is. <laughs> oh, oh, no. But, 
I pretty much have nightmares about like every job I'm in. Like I've always had nightmares about every job. Right now I am uh, unemployed starting my own business. Um, so I had a dream last night that you, Adel, showed up at my house and we're like, I'm here to record. And I was like, that's not how we do this. <laughs> I had to like panic and like rearrange my whole recording studio to like accommodate you because I don't, I don't have another room set <laughs> oh up God. for it. How brazen of me. How brazen of Dream <laughs> I, Addle to be like, I'm here for the Zoom recording. I thought we were Zooming over your, <laughs> over across the living room. No, it's just me, the one who's in Richmond, Zooming in. So Grace was Zooming in or whoever was on the computer. I don't know if it was It you, wasn't Grace. even then, me. Like, I wasn't even I, in the wow. dream. God damn it. You were not the part wow. that was uh, preoccupied. I'm out. And then, I'm out. You can still get and pregnant then, from preoccupied. <laughs> And then our microphones obviously kept picking each other up, and eventually we were just like, "Well, let's try again tomorrow." Like you're, you stay here now. I don't know. <laughs> it was a, a very silly dream. And then I woke up and I was like, "Wow, thank God, I'm just gonna record like a normal ass person tonight because that was really stressful." Wow. <laughs> um, cool. how did I get here? Oh, oh my God, how did I get here? Oh, Harry's in a nightmare where no one <laughs> is looking at him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he waves his hand in front of Dumbledore, Dumbledore's face and Dumbledore does not respond. So he's like, well, that settles it. I'm in a fucking memory because I've been here before in Tom Riddle's diary. Mm-hmm. Although as a reader, when I read that part, I'm like, does it settle it? Because Dumbledore has been psychotic towards Harry Potter just to like prove a point or make him learn a lesson before. Yeah, That's I don't true. think it settles it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just happens to be right. <laughs> That's true. The thing is that Harry is like, no one's reacting to the things I do, so that settles it. I'm in a memory. He doesn't say necessarily like, oh, weird, like everything's old timey in here and like Mm -hmm. the people that I recognize look younger. Like that's not what settles it. It's let me wave my hand in front of someone's face and then we'll see about it. You know, science. (laughs) Yeah. So the Dementors, okay, wait, so we're in a courtroom. Uh, yeah. Okay, there's a, yeah. there's like a jury, there's like a, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people, they're just like waiting until the Dementors come in and they bring Igor Karkaroff with them. They put him in a chair in the middle of the room and then the chair has like chains that slither up and bind him there. What is the, I, it's unbelievable to me that the, a court full of like a thousand of the most powerful wizards and witches would allow Dementors in the court. Like, shouldn't, shouldn't they feel safe if the person doesn't have their wand and they're shackled? Yeah, a Dementor is not a bailiff. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild <laughs> that they let them in the court. That seems uh, highly um, unusual. Yeah, the Dementors are a thing that are very vibey and cool, but when you get into the logistics of how do they run a prison on their own, it it no longer makes sense. Like, none of it makes sense. Did the Dementors fly Karkaroff yeah. from Azkaban? Did they take a taxi? Like, what? Who who told the Dementors when his court date was? How did they, do they keep calendars? To me, it's like if you went to court and they're like, uh, order, order, you're in the court. Um, these two bears are going to stand on either side of you just for our protection. And it's like, right. these bears will kill us all, surely. <laughs> well, you fool. That's how we do things yeah. here. <laughs> um, I also think that like the self-binding chair chains are like extremely medieval. 
Yeah. Yes. Well, it's kind it's of the wizarding world. So yeah, yeah. kind of kind of kinky. Like you know, some wizard, some oh, wizards yeah. and witches have used that for other uh, reasons. If you guys might know. Yeah. This I mean, is it's my all playing court. into the court kink that we've been talking about. You know, my what I'm saying? courtroom, uh, courtroom chain chair. <laughs> I'm now. We have to trademark court court kink. Court kink. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's a thing. I'm going to Google it later. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, smash my, go smash my balls with that gavel. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so, okay. And then here's my other question. Yes. Igor Karkaroff mm-hmm. is a canon. He's canon, a Bulgarian person. He runs a Bulgarian school. He is yes. Bulgarian. Mm-hmm. Why is he being tried by the British government? Yeah, that is... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yep. the British government just has to get all up in everything. I don't know. It's true. Maybe we have to assume that the magic world is a few hundred years behind our world and that maybe they maybe the magical world has colonized mm-hmm. France and Bulgaria and other places. And so they're As still they sort of ruling over them. If that's the case in this scene... Bulgaria would have had to have gained in magical independence in the last 10 years because the Bulgarian prime, uh, ma- oh my God, magic, wait, prime, minister, minister of magic, magic yeah. uh-huh. is at the Quidditch game at the beginning of this book. So oh my there was God, some you're kind right. Of, I completely forgot about that. There was some kind of event and Bulgaria gained independence from Britain. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. One, that's correct. Two, I really enjoy that minister of magic for whatever country <laughs> The shortening of or the acronym for that is mom. So it's like, great, mom's here. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that joke represented in the books. Yeah. <laughs> but just like, don't call me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, I have no idea. I think you're completely right that that seems weird and wrong. Thank you. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you. Seconded. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Moving on. Barty Crouch starts the proceedings because he is a hard ass. So he proceeds over all of the court cases ever. This guy's high on power. This the worst characters in the book are not Voldemort, are not the Dementors, are not these evil motherfuckers outright. The worst characters are Barty Crouch, Dolores Umbridge, the people who are just so self-righteous and so mm-hmm. sh- self-assured that they're doing good, that they're just absolute sociopath sociopath monsters. Yeah, or I to me the worst is fucking Cornelius Fudge, who at the end of this yes. book is like, I hear you, I see the dead child, but I'm not, this looks hard. I'm yeah. not going to do this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, fuck you, basically. Yes. <laughs> the worst. And then two years later, he's like, what? I got fired. Obviously, I got fired. Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> so Karkaroff is trying to exchange information, names of other Death Eaters, in, in, in exchange for leniency on his uh, sentence in Azkaban. And we quickly realize that Mad-Eye Moody is there, too. He gets to be the little commentary on Dumbledore's other side. He's just talking shit. He is talking shit, yes. He has two normal eyes. Mm-hmm. And he says that... Basically, he's like, it took me literally six months to track down this motherfucker, and Crouch is definitely going to just set him free for information. So, fuck that. (laughs) I get it. Fuck that. Yeah. He's basically Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) What is that? Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter is a bounty hunter uh, named Dog. What? You made up? (laughs) He he has his own, like, reality TV show where he basically just, like, tracks down people for months on end and then brings them in for the reward. 
He's a dog. I feel like no. No, no his his name his, is Dog. His because, name is dog. It's like a nickname. He's like a big <laughs> tough guy with uh, blonde hair. But I like, wish it was the okay, dog. am I thinking? Are he and his wife kind of a duo? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Cool. Interesting. And this isn't about Boba Fett. No, no. This is a real. This is a real life thing. The oh, only yeah. bounty hunter I really know of from all of <laughs> all of media history. <laughs> well, I'll have to Google that. Link is in the show notes, listeners. Mm-hmm. So Karkarov starts naming names. One of them it was caught already. One of them is dead. Caught. Caught. Until finally, he provides the name Rookwood of someone they didn't know about already. He works in the Department of Ministries. Nope, <laughs> fucking a. He were, I government makes me so mad. All the words sound this. He works in the ministry, the Department of Mysteries at the Ministry of Magic. The listeners can't see, but I was nodding the whole time you were talking. I'm like, yep, yep, that's exactly right. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> I believe anything you say. Man, I read the first chapter of Order of the Phoenix today. Little, little reading ahead. Wow, wow, wow. And Harry's in the very first chapter. He's like. I keep having this terrible nightmare of long hallways, and I'm like, oh my god. No. The next book is so agonizing. Oh, no. Long hallways, in dream research, that would be vagina. (laughs) Oh, So he's dreaming about his mom's vagina, (laughs) which is very- You know, the minister of magic. Yes, very edible, very edible. (laughs) I was about to make a Snape joke, but then I decided not to. Oh, the, the Snape jokes make themselves. You <laughs> no, know? you're right. <laughs> Speaking of Snape, mm. Karkaroff is like Snape. Yeah. <laughs> See, I do that <laughs> on the, purpose. <laughs> yeah, good work. I'm good so work. good at this. <laughs> yeah, the transitions are on point today, Grace. Yep. Um, but Dumbledore is like hard. No, Snape was a Death Eater, but he switched sides before Voldemort's fall. So there's a lot of things about Snape's character that I don't agree with. I don't think he deserves his full redemption arc in this series, Mm -hmm. but I do think he deserves Dumbledore's protection in this instance, you know, Mm -hmm, like he mm -hmm. actually did switch sides and he's actually doing hard work for the good guys. So like, fine, don't arrest him. What do the two of you think the odds are that in the next five to eight years, we get a la young Sheldon, we get a young Snape series. (laughs) Disgusting. Uh, Um, I am not here for that. (laughs) I do not like Severus, is this a pensive in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> or are you just incredibly lonely? Which one is it? <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. You have to you have to sort through all the jizz to get to my really traumatizing memories. <laughs> oh man. But no, you're probably right. That'll probably happen. I, I will not be viewing it. No. I'm actually uh just, you know, I'm completely done viewing new Harry Potter content. Fair enough. Yep. Unless it is completely fan produced. Yes. So we will not be covering the new, uh, what's it called? Young- Secret of Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. Or, or oh. Young Snape. <laughs> <laughs> young Snape. Come on, picture uh, Snape, his greasy hair, a little bow tie. He's a little genius. We all love him. <laughs> oh, my God. This is not beer. He's so incorrigible. Hold the can up to the screen. Um, <laughs> How can we ever drink this? Wow, you're drinking frog piss. <laughs> it is green and yellow. What the fuck is this? I guess it's just like hard lemonade. That's is fun. it fucking alcoholic? Hard, yeah. Hard, hard means alcoholic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you said okay. it yourself. <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, 
It doesn't say hard lemonade. I assume that was it was hard lemonade. Okay. Okay. Well, if hard doesn't mean alcoholic, then hard lemonade equals a popsicle. I mean, everything about this screen. Oh, malt beverage. Oh. Ooh. There you go. Man, I thought this was beer. Ugh, I should have drank my Heine last, whatever. It's wild to me that you can drink a hard lemonade for half an hour and be like, this isn't beer. No, no, no. I just had my first sip. I had <laughs> okay. I heard okay, her okay. crack it open. <laughs> I was going to say, you need to have your taste buds examined. <laughs> <laughs> no no this is no, how no, science no. works here let me take a second sip make sure it's uh, a pattern <laughs> god that is sweet anyway thanks for leaving your drinks at my house maria <laughs> okay that's it for Karkaroff. the scene dissolves and then returns it's like kind of the same scene but it's like clearly a different day mm-hmm. the vibe way better harry does a little vibe check he's like everyone's chilling <laughs> Rita fucking Skeeter is there. Uh, that is something we clock. And uh, yeah, the everyone's chilling. And then they lead in a young, hot, fit Ludovic Bagman. Mm-hmm. Actually, they don't even lead him in. He enters of his own accord and just like straight, straight lounges in the <laughs> sexy courtroom tra- chain chair. And yep. everyone's losing their mind. They're like, yeah. yeah, they literally are. <laughs> Ludocris. <laughs> Ludo. They, it doesn't even chain him. Even the chair is like, yeah, my man. <laughs> what in the world is in that bag? What you got in the bag, man? <laughs> Ludo bag man. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Um, Yeah, he's like waving and smiling. I bet he would be signing autographs if he could. 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he probably did afterwards. <laughs> he probably, probably does. Um, as he's like strutting out of the Ministry of Magic, feeling cute. Feeling cute and innocent. <laughs> <laughs> he's accused of being a death eater um but like what he really did was he uh provided intel to a death eater mm-hmm. um and he's like well i am an idiot guilty of that <laughs> Here's and the everyone thing. loves that everyone's like this he's so charming and self-deprecating we yeah. love it yeah. no it's true but i feel like if i if i were ever accused of a crime i would totally claim just like complete idiocy like i'm 100%. just so stupid you know what i mean Yes. I've l- That's for how sure I view taxes. literally done that. Yeah, that that is the only approach to taxes. Yeah, the IRS and- shows up for an audit and you're like, me, no, no. And they're like, great. I'm so stupid. <laughs> you, little, you scamp. Just give us $20. You little I'm like, stinker. Okay. <laughs> That's like they say if a cop pulls you over for speeding, like don't pull out your license and registration until they ask you because you don't want to look as though you've been pulled over before, even though we've all watched TV. Just be dumb. Just be yeah. dumb. Yeah. Yep. It's gotten me so far in life. <laughs> yeah. When they come up to the window and tap, go, am I at a drive through? And then just order McDonald's. Hello. Who's Hello. there? Hello. So he, yeah, he's like, I definitely did that. But like, I did not know that I was giving information to a bad guy. What? We can't even trust random colleagues anymore mm-hmm. you know what is mm-hmm. this world coming to thinking just now about a police po- policeman pulling me over and me acting like it's ordering mcdonald's what i'm going to start doing is next time i get pulled over i'm going to pay my ticket and i'm also going to pay for the ticket from the person who behind me who gets pulled over <laughs> i would say next person who gets pulled over roll this money over and pay for their speeding ticket wow <laughs> paying it forward okay <laughs> they're gonna call you up and be like oh sorry sir it was actually a reckless driving ticket and you're gonna have to send us a lot more money oh no <laughs> in fact sir you're gonna have to do some jail time hope you're cool with that <laughs> <laughs> 
Crouch is the only person. Barty Crouch is the only person in this whole room who's like, "Fuck this guy." Um, so he calls for a vote. He's like, "Fuck this guy. Let's vote." <laughs> Basically, which like that's a terrible approach. If he wanted no, it to go his way, should have made like a unanimous decision or something. I don't know. Unilateral. They, that's yeah. Unilateral. The word I want. I I was like, I no spoilers, but like I think it is it, a unanimous it is. decision. It is in fact. <laughs> Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody votes to imprison him. Yeah. And then one one bitch in the jury stands up and is like, Mr. Bagman, congratulations on your recent Quidditch win. You are amazing. And he's like, I know. Not to be this way. What a miscarriage of justice. I don't know if, I mean, obviously Bagman's probably guilty, but just the fact that they're literally fawning all over him, it's like so obviously a bias situation this is like if tom brady was uh in court in new england or something yes it's like how do you find any impartial jury yeah they're like not guilty p.s way to win a championship uh, in florida (laughs) yeah yes so truly the court system i mean this will come as a surprise to nobody but this court system does not make any fucking sense to me because they like bring Bagman in and then they're like, we already did your trial. <laughs> um, like we already looked at all the evidence. Like now do you want to say something about it? And it's, it's like, were these separate events? Like why yeah. are there lawyers or is it just Barty Grouch mad with power? Yeah, that's a good point. There should be some sort of a lawyer. Just anything. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's there's events that took place before we came in. Yeah. And yeah, it's really weird. Obviously not a great system. Yeah. And the way that Barty Crouch really like takes, uh, like really influences these trials is more apparent in the next trial. So the the scene dissolves again, returns again. The vibe is bad now. (laughs) It is bad. Uh, There is a sobbing person. Um, Everyone is very tense. The Dementors bring in four people this time. We know that two of them are the Lestranges. And hey, if you ever feel useless, just remind yourself that Bellatrix Lestrange has a husband. (laughs) There's someone for everyone. (laughs) I completely forgot she has a husband. He gets mentioned zero more times, I think, in the entire rest of the series. So he's the other, like, okay, so there's four people. Okay, so he's like the other person. I will say, as I, especially during quarantine, as I've read more like sci-fi and fantasy and stuff, there's mm-hmm. so many books where I'm like, I really like this premise, but the, there's like names where it's like, Quarlocks gave the uh, passcode to to Domader, and then Domader surpassed yeah. Queen's Gonskulls for the throne of <laughs> da da da, and then it's like I read I read this and I'm like, Bellatrix Lestrange is such a perfect name. Yeah, because it's very cool and you can figure out how to pronounce it. Yes. Where I'm like, ah, I don't, yeah. No accolades to anyone. Of course, the bo- the books wrote themselves. But mm-hmm. that's just, that's so, there's some good names in there. There yeah. are, that is um one of the, I, one of the stronger skills I think of she who must not be named mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. naming. Wait, <laughs> she must not be named, but that <laughs> bitch sure knows how to name. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Bella, I don't even remember her husband's name. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, Google it because I did completely forget about him. Um, Rodolphus. Okay. Okay, that's a little extra. That's a little bit, yeah, that's a bit more of a miss. Mm. But like, 
has I just I just think it's very funny that she does literally have a husband. He could not matter any less <laughs> to um, this story. Yeah. Especially <laughs> since she wants to fuck Voldemort so bad. Oh yeah. But I could also see where though, like if I lived in this world and Bellatrix came up to me and was like, You're my husband now, I'd be like, Yes, ma'am, whatever you want. <laughs> like, please don't kill me, whatever you need. <laughs> I guess I I guess I have a witch criminal kink now. Yeah. I think Rodolphus is more of a hostage. Okay. Wow. Fair. I think it's like Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how one woos Bellatrix Lestrange. Where do you even begin? First of all, you amputate your nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like say, I was I was gonna say murder somebody. Uh, cr- <laughs> crush your own larynx. So you sound like this. <laughs> Um, and then, so the there's like a a boy in the mix. That's how the narrative refers to him: a straw colored, straw hair colored <laughs> boy. <laughs> Why that boy's the color of straw? <laughs> he grew from the field. He did. Oh my god! Grace and I one time <laughs> encountered oh. someone who interpreted an olive skin tone as oh. actual green. <clears throat> oh no! That's rough. They were an artiste. Yeah, that one is, a, that is rough. An illustrator who we will not name got confused about that terminology. Yeah, we were like, "How did you become an illustrator?" I was about yeah. to guess who, and then I'm like, "I don't think I know a single illustrator." The only, <laughs> the only one I can think of is uh, uh, what is his name? Stephen Gamble, who did the mm. illustrations for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, nice. The only one I know is Jim K because he does the illustrated Harry Potters. Mm. I didn't know. His and name. he also, I've mentioned this before, but he also did um, When a Monster Calls, which is like one of the coolest books of all time. I've never read that. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very sad, very cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, please do. Um, so this boy, <laughs> the straw boy, he starts uh, like calling Barty Crouch father and basically like begging for mercy. Like, daddy, daddy, please. <laughs> Don't take my keys away, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Barty Crouch is not even remotely interested in hearing it. Mm -mm. So how old is Barty Crouch Jr.? Like 16, 17? I would give him, I mean. He seemed teenaged, right? Yeah, he seemed teenage. The narrative calls him a boy. In the movie, it's David Tennant, right? It is David Tennant. So 10 years younger. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I would give him like a yeah I would give him like a seventeen to like twenty three like a like okay. a kid, what we elders would call a kid. <laughs> so old, so old. <laughs> I mean, I would also not be even remotely interested in hearing it if if I was trying people who were being accused of torturing someone to insanity. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. bad. That's irredeemable this is the only time in the whole series where i'm like uh oscar the uh, crouch did like the right thing and was like <laughs> left left his uh relationship out of it and was like no this is wrong he has to go away even though his wife is like fainting and screaming and wailing well yeah. i don't know if y'all picked up on it but later when harry and dumbledore are talking about it there's a line that implies that there was not evidence for this crime <laughs> Oh, no, never mind. I rescind. <laughs> um, even though, like, I think we can all agree. I mean, fucking Bellatrix, she probably would have been like, yeah, I did it and I'll do it again, you know? Yeah. But, like, but I, I don't remember exactly what the line was, but it's like, 
it's like, well, we'll never know for sure if he really did it or like whatever. Oh, no, I, I mean, that. I think Harry says like, oh, so he might have been innocent. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So does he do the right thing? Uh, does the system do the right thing? No. Mm-mm. I think I think from this point on, I'm going to start calling. And you, the two of you don't have to because it might okay. be dumb. But okay. I think based on the fact that people who commit horrible crimes or horrendous uh, crimes are sent to Alca- uh, not Alcatraz. What's it called? <laughs> Azkaban. Azkaban. Same, Thank same you. exact thing. Same thing. They're, they're sent to Azkaban where the Dementors uh, suck their uh, uh, soul out through their breath. I think from now on, I'm going to call all those criminals uh, that they have the breath penalty. <laughs> okay. Is that fun? Is that kind yeah. of fun? <laughs> yeah, that is fun. I we love that. We sent you to the, breath, to the breath penalty. <laughs> I'm on breath row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think that's kind of fun. Death eater? More like breath eater. (laughs) You stank. (laughs) Azkaban, more like Altoid. Somehow breath eater is like worse than death eater. Like it's just like gross. (laughs) Yeah, breath eater sounds like someone who's like too close of a talker or something. (laughs) Yes, please. um, I'm eating your breath right now. Please back off. Which begs for a Seinfeld set in the Harry Potter world. (laughs) <laughs> what's the deal with these breath eaters see that's the thing is I would love I've always wanted to see a workplace comedy about the Hogwarts yeah. teachers I think that would be love extremely that. fun I, I think this world is just is just so perfect I think comedy. that originated when we found out that there's like a, a staff room or whatever uh, yeah. that there is uh, I don't remember if this is canon or headcanon but we decided that there's a liquor cabinet in the staff room yeah there needs to be like a, let's make a bet to see who can go without using their pen sieve the longest. And then Hagrid comes in and tosses down 10 galleon and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> okay. This is, this is where Barney Crouch is. It's like, what is this system? Cause he's like, now we're going to vote on if we want to send these guys to prison, which I most certainly do because fuck these guys and their terrible crime. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is not an impartial, whatever. None yep. of this makes any sense. They all vote. Everyone votes to send these people to prison. And then the boy, <laughs> the straw boy, is like screaming and crying. And I would be like, honestly, like so embarrassed. Like, please get him to ask. Like, <laughs> You're embarrassing me more than ever right now. <laughs> get him out of here. Get him out of here. And then on the way out, fucking Bellatrix. We don't know that this is Bellatrix. They don't use their names. But it think. is, though. It is Bellatrix. Yeah. The heavy-lidded eyes. That's how you know the bitch with the heavy-lidded eyes. Okay. Bellatrix is, like, shouting about how the Dark Lord will return and, like, we're the best because we love him and we'll never stop, you know, whatever. I don't have a husband. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, fuck this guy and, like, puts her, fa- her hand <laughs> on his face. He's like, I did this because I love you. <laughs> So, uh, Harry hears a quiet voice that's like, hey, bud, I think it's time to head on back. And he, <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? It, it's Dumbledore. And then he's like, but Dumbledore's over here. Oh, my God, it's two Dumbledore. Because Dumbledore came to get him out of the jizz bucket. <laughs> um, Wait, the basin became a bucket in. That's terrible. <laughs> Well, now that they're in it, it feels more like a bucket. It just keeps going. If you have a jizz bucket, God, God bless. You have a very you have a very specific skill set. I just produce like a lot of jizz. <laughs> Brag. It's all that butterbeer. All that butterbeer. So Harry, uh, Dumbledore 
uh, takes Harry out of the courtroom scene and back into his office. Harry apologizes, but Dumbledore says he understands. He says, like, curiosity is not bad, but, like, exercise caution. Maybe try exercising some caution. Mm -hmm. He basically, like, explains the pensive to Harry. He, like, brings it over, and he demonstrates by removing a memory, like, hair from his temple and putting it into the pensive. So it's like he extracts memories from his brain that way. I guess they're also in, in his brain still. I don't know. And then he, like, puts them into the pensive. It's a weird thing because pensive, I say pensive too when I talk about it for sure. Like, I think that is the right way to say it. Yeah. But it's a it's a portmanteau of pensive and sieve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which, when you oh, combi- yeah. which when you combine those, it becomes pensive. So yeah, I think, that's right. But, but I absolutely, when I read it, when I say it, I always say pensive. So yeah. I don't know what the, it's just a weird. I don't think I ever say the word sieve. Or sieve IRL, I, I pretty much always call it the strainer. I don't think yeah. I've ever really said like I usually sieve. say sift or yeah, I say strainer, sifter, something like that. But I, yeah, I rarely say if ever sieve. Same. We're doing the old no. Oh, is there like a? Are no, you no, gonna do a thing? Okay. What, whatever you're guessing. I know exactly what she's gonna do. Sieve, sieve. I'm gonna put it on slow. Sieve. <laughs> okay, great. Sieve. Oh, it's, it's pronounced sieve. <laughs> She's like, well, I knew th- I knew that, but I'm saying when it's combined with pensive, it's it's a combination of pensive and sieve is what I'm saying. Right. I, so it's I just get the what same you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I was fact checking you. Oh, because I, I see. Think, I see. I, I feel like I've never heard that word actually said. Before. Oh, gotcha. I see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Wow. The lack of trust is really heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show up at your door. <laughs> <laughs> going to ruin all my audio setup. <laughs> I hope Dream Addle just just breaks everything in your house. <laughs> Uh, it's just like having a fifth cat, whatever. <laughs> I do think they should have had like to make things more realistic. If if Dumbledore's like a paternal figure, it should be like he like breaks his pensive or like he drinks he drinks like a third of it and then dumps water in it to make it look like he didn't drink it. Or <laughs> uh, like he's not gonna notice. He's yeah. like this this pensive goop is not nearly as potent as it was when I left. You drank my tenth birthday. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comfortable oh. with the like mixed metaphors that we're using here. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Now that I'm hearing it, now that I'm hearing it, Grace, I'm with you. This sucks. This sucks, and it's nothing. Yeah. So Harry's face appears in the pensive. Say it correctly now. And then it turns into Snape's face, and Snape is like, "It's coming back stronger than ever," and like. Why is Dumbledore letting Harry hear that? That's like kind of a big clue. The whole time I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, Harry already knows that, but Dumbledore doesn't know that That Harry already knows knows that Snape's having something come back stronger than ever. Mm. Oh, something I saw, and I don't know if this is true or not. I didn't double check it, but I read something that said, uh, somehow somebody has this information, that when some wizards and witches die, they entomb themselves inside their pensive. So that nobody else can look inside them. And then Whoa. other wizards and witches will pass along their pensive when they die to a relative so that they can enjoy all their memories. But I, but I don't know where that was ever said or, or written. Canon or head canon? We should play a game. Yeah. I feel like that's probably canon. I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. extremely cool. It just makes I don't good know. sense. 
catch me on my deathbed, like anxiously sorting through my memories. <laughs> like, oh shit, oh, oh shit, this oh, is shit. no good. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, you don't want to watch this one of me and Tad. No, you don't want to. <laughs> Here's one of me falling into Walgreens. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's that episode of Bob's Burgers where Linda falls into a tower of um, maxi pads and then she like farts and knocks over like a bunch of cantaloupe or whatever. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Christina, you kind of alluded to this, but like, okay, so just how the pensive Steve works. I, well, um, r- real quick, I do think it. I do think it is pensive. <laughs> okay. I, I hear in my head, I hear pensive, and when I say it, I say pensive. We can carry what on I'm with sa- that. But what I'm saying is that pensive and sieve becomes pensive, which is the first word already. It's, yeah, exactly. it's a nonsense. Yeah, it's a so, nonsense portmanteau. So, so just, I, I, I was, yeah, I wasn't trying to correct you. One, I do think it is pensive, but I'm just, it just doesn't make sense in terms of our right. English language. Yeah. But just to differentiate from the word pensive, we're gonna yes. say pensive. I think okay. so. I think so. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, sorry, Grace. What were you saying? I was just gonna say, um, Christina, you sort of alluded to this. So, like, when you take a memory out and you put it in the pensive. Do you still retain it in your mind, brain, Ooh. mind? Yeah, that's a good call. I you would have to, or else I think that, so. That would fuck you. You wouldn't brain. remember anything ever. But also, I could just to play devil's advocate. I do think there is something nice, almost like a t- eternal sunshine ish, where it's like, oh, this bad breakup. I can remove it, put it in this motherfucker, in this jizz bucket, and then I never have to remember. <laughs> so. So maybe it's like dealer's choice, like maybe. Yeah, maybe you. Can I pick. think it's also one of those things where maybe it's like you store in the pensive like a sort of like really pure version of the memory, whereas like yeah. you mm-hmm. know feelings and like other things can impact a memory like later in retrospect. Yeah. But you have like a really preserved version in the pensive. Untainted. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that makes sense. So if you want to remember something like clearly, vividly, and accurately, you would preserve it in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like I would take my uh, memory of seeing Liar Liar uh, when I was in <laughs> fifth grade, put it in oh there. That's so special. And then as I watch the memory, I'm like, this wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we were a kid, it's just the way that Jim Carrey like moves his body and like his face. You're like, yeah. this is comedy gold. Yeah. <laughs> to, to reference a second Jim Carrey movie, this. Uh, this yeah, episode. really. Another one that I guess didn't age well. I don't think I've seen that in 15 years. <laughs> so next, Dumbledore summons up a little figure of Bertha Jorkins. So all we know about her now is that she's a chubby idiot. Love that for her. <laughs> and I, we have to assume, I think we have to assume, canonically, she is wearing jorts. <laughs> because of her name, I think she wears jean shorts. Bertha Jorkins. <laughs> Jorkins. Wait. I hate it. I feel like her pants have a lot of pockets. <laughs> I feel like they they're should. full of secrets. <laughs> yeah, so like Dumbledore's best memory of Bertha Jorkins is her saying some super mundane bullshit about catching someone kissing Florence behind the greenhouse. That's the best Dumbledore's got of. Br- no one can say one nice fucking thing about Bertha Jorkins. Brutal. brutal. Yeah. It's yeah. Rough. So finally, just to circle on back to last chapter, finally, Harry gets to tell Dumbledore what the fuck happened to him in divination. Thank we'll God. The, the dream, dream chapter thing. was all, like so long ago at this point. My <laughs> lightning bolt itches, Daddy. Scratch it, please. <laughs> Scratch it with your magic. 
Dumbledore's like, okay, cool. Like, does it has your scar hurt any other times other than that time that you didn't tell me about uh, over the summer? And Harry's like, whoa, how did you know about that? Wait, is Harry Potter share? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, how did you know about it? <laughs> Smack out of yes. it. She would look great in those glasses. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so Dumbledore also talks to Sirius. So they're doing the old adult adult convo shuffle behind Harry's back, I guess. Mm-hmm. So then Dumbledore's just kind of like walking around, adding some more memories to the pensieve. It's like he's making a little cocktail. He's like, little dash of this, little bit of this. Yeah. Here's a bitter memory. <laughs> and then <laughs> Harry's like, uh, sir? And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Dumbledore speculates that Harry's scar hurts when Voldemort is near or feeling very hateful. Which is my favorite. That's my favorite Sesame uh, Street uh, segment is when uh, Grover is like, near? Hateful. Near? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would assume that if Voldemort ever felt incredibly joyful or incredibly like, uh, like, uh, like full, full of grief or orgasmic. <laughs> That that would also make Harry scar hurt, but he just like doesn't feel those things. Mm-hmm. No orgasming for him anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Bellatrix. That's what happens when you become a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Harry asks if Dumbledore thinks Voldemort is getting stronger. And Dumbledore is like, I don't know, but like big yikes on all these disappearances. Bertha Jorkins, Barty Crouch, and Frank Bryce, that muggle that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> He notes that Voldemort's original ascent to power was marked by disappearances like this. Um, so then Harry asks about Neville's parents, and Dumbledore's like, yeah, it's bad. Like, they're they're not dead. They're insane from torture at St. Mungo's, and they literally don't recognize their own son. Wow. Hmm. But I always say better dead than insane. <laughs> yeah. Neville like, gonna give yeah. you up. Neville gonna let you go. <laughs> Neville gonna run around. <laughs> That's kind of fun, right? Oh. What? what do those two <laughs> things have to do with each other? I was saying Neville. He said Neville. Oh, yeah. Neville okay. gonna give you hope. <laughs> yeah. But like, how heartbreaking. I, it's so heartbreaking. I remember like reading this for the first time and being like, wow. Yeah, I mean, fucked. It's pretty wild to read the whole series and like the whole time Harry's like, oh, this and that and I da 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 da. And then Neville's like, like, uh, I'm like, he, he's so sweet and he's so kind and he's, and he has like the worst life, but Harry's like, my life is worse. Cause I don't know any better. Yeah. I, I, I like Neville better than Harry. I do too. And I, like, Harry is just like, so, I mean, you wouldn't understand me. My parents are dead. And yeah. it's like, Neville is, Neville manages somehow. And he doesn't tell anyone he's not using it as like, he's not using it as like, as like currency where he's like yeah. my parents are insane and in uh, St. Mungo's yeah, like, whereas, like Harry yeah. doesn't even know yeah Neville has not divulged this to anyone yeah yeah I mean I probably fucking wouldn't either dude cause like I don't even want I don't want pity on like that level yeah. from my peers Harry you know? does Harry does <laughs> have I mentioned that both my parents are dead <laughs> Well, if he doesn't mention it, Draco will remind him, so it's true. <laughs> what why the long face, Harry? Is it because your mom's dead? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, I can't believe that Dumbledore tells Harry this. I know. I was 
It's I mean, not his yeah. information to share. Yeah, it's like wildly inappropriate. And then Harry's like, what about Snape, though? And Dumbledore's like, mm, no, that's actually a secret. That's actually yeah. private. He's like, nah, now you've gone too far. <laughs> Dumbledore shares that secret. Then he's like, keep this secret like I did not. <laughs> do, <laughs> do as I, I say, no, do as as say not as I do. <laughs> but how awkward would it have been if Dumbledore like told Harry the reason, the whole Snape situation, like... That's I so awkward. That too. Yeah, you can't hard. tell a kid that. Yeah. No. There, there is no way that Snape could ever, that Harry could ever have learned about Snape's true reasoning where it would have made any difference other than on Snape's deathbed. Like, yes. there's no yes. other situation. It's like, well, he's fucking dead, so I guess it doesn't matter if I forgive him. Sure, great. Yeah. And he that would have led to him even more so undermining him in class, where Snape's like, turn to page 294, and Harry's like, you're good. I know it. <laughs> like Everyone says. Everyone says you're like a really good guy. You tried to fuck my mom. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so ba- basically, Harry asks, like, what made Dumbledore really believe that Snape had switched sides? And Dumbledore's like, nah, it's actually time for you to go to bed or whatever. <laughs> um, and Harry's on his way out, and Dumbledore's like, oh, good luck on the third task, aka the next chapter. Ah, it's exciting. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> and also, yeah. not exciting. We're at the beginning of the end, y'all. The next fucking chapter is the third task. The chapter after that is flesh. Blood and bone. I'm not wow. going to remind you what happens in that chapter. The Death Eaters. Fucking Priori and Cantatum. That's our 420 extravaganza. That episode <laughs> drops on 420, and I'm extremely excited. Veritaserum and the parting of the ways, and then a chapter called The Beginning that I don't care about. But, I mean, <sighs> shit's about to hit the fan, y'all. Woo. Yep, it's happening. Yeah, it really is. So, definitely, I mean, I don't know why you would like listen to this much and then just like tap out, but like if you're considering it, please come back next week for the third <laughs> test. <laughs> cool. Well, Adol, is there anything that we skipped over in this chapter that you want to go back to or any like themes you want to drive home or mm, anything like that? I think this is pretty self contained. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think we missed anything. Yeah. Oh, well, something I'll bring up. So on uh, on one of the podcasts I do, let me see if you enjoy this joke. On one of the podcasts I do, Hey Riddle Riddle, uh, in a somewhat recent episode, I made a joke about uh, someone named Nearly Getting Head Nick. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is that fun or not? It's very fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's the very feedback fun. is very positive on that. Y'all actually <laughs> reference Harry Potter, I think, more than you realize. I think we do too. Yes. Every time I hear it, I'm like, hi, oh my God, there it is. Still relevant. Next time we do and I catch myself, I'll absolutely, I'll listen for it. I'll absolutely be like, (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of a subliminal message, which which is very hard to say uh, quickly and under your breath. That's like a tongue twister. (laughs) Restricted section. Restricted section. I don't think I've ever said it without just like proclaiming it. The restricted section. Yeah, that's how you have to do it. I so listen, that. listen for that. I'll start doing it. <laughs> you could that. say it like that too, Adol. That would be cool too. The restricted <laughs> section. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll blow a little bugle and be like, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Grace, do you have any final thoughts about this chapter? Yeah, Christina, I'm so glad you asked. I feel like we did not talk about jizz enough, so I would like. <laughs> we should have a jizz quiz. <laughs> a little jizz quiz. <laughs> No, but I'm good, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, great. Are we ready to move on to plugs? Yeah. Sure. Okay, awesome. I would love to start by plugging our Patreon um, for as little as a dollar a month. You can be part of our Discord server, which is a really fun place to hang out. For the $5 a month tier, you can get access to our monthly bonus episodes. And for this month's bonus episode, we went through um, the rounds of a very special Harry Potter fight club to see who would win the uh, mm. ultimate Wizarding World Fisticuffs Brawl. Wow. <laughs> the answer might surprise you. Sorting hat. It was the sorting hat. Yeah, actually not having arms turned out to be a strength for him. Wow. <laughs> Once it. he gets on your head, you're done. Because he sings it, he sings his little song, you fall asleep, he twists himself, breaks your neck. He's like a jigglypuff type. <laughs> yes. But he writes asleep. Sortily puff, sortily hat. Oh, can I let me ask something. For a dollar you can join the Discord? Yeah. Okay. And are are the two of you in the Discord? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not to like ruin your life, but you are also in the Discord. I'm in the Discord. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was literally just gonna say I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna donate and be in the Discord. Uh, we'll, you you got an invite because you're a guest. Well, hell, uh, we'll start tagging me and stuff so I respond to stuff. Okay, bop on over. Bop on over. And also, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna support the Patreon. Well, thank you so much. We're actually. Uh, of I don't, I don't want to brag about this now, yeah. but just a little sneak peek. I mean, yes. I think f- for obvious reasons, we're um, in the next couple of months here, we're going to start donating all of our net proceeds to the Trevor Project. That's fantastic. Yeah. So if you are not a patron already um, because you don't want to throw money at people who are making money off of Harry Potter, I totally understand. Um, and that money is going to start going to a better place very soon. So That's wonderful. But also, I want to support the two of you. So I I absolutely, and and everyone else who who, uh, helps host and put this together. Just us. That's fine. Thank you so much. I think Patreon's a a beautiful thing. And so I want to support uh, as many shows as I can. Oh, my God. It totally is. Um, Yeah. So everyone, come say hi to Adel in our Discord. Tag me. (laughs) Adel, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they listen to your beautiful voice? You can find me in the restricted section Discord. Uh, also, let yeah. me know. Let me know if I can ever help record something uh, for a Patreon release or. or oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Please let me know, and I'm at your disposal. Uh, you can also check me out at the aforementioned podcast Hey Riddle Riddle. It's me and two friends, and we try and solve riddles, puzzles, lateral thinking problems, and along the way, we do bits and uh, do improvised scenes. And then I also have another show called Hello from the Magic Tavern which is like an improvised fantasy show about a guy who falls into a weird world, almost like Narnia or Middle Earth, and uh, he interviews the creatures that he meets. Hell yeah, it's awesome. So what have you been watching, reading, playing lately that Mm. you think the listeners of our podcast would enjoy? One of my co-hosts, a gentleman named JPC, him and I are obsessed with a game called, I want to say it's called The Quacks of Quadlingburg. (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a board game. If you just type, if you go to uh, 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 Google or something, if you type in "quacks of board game," it'll definitely come up. But it is such it's, a fun. It looks like it's um Quedlinburg. Quedlinburg, thank you. So it's basically like a press your luck uh, coin pouch game, where it's like you collect these coins you put into your pouch, and then you draw them out, and you don't know which one you're going to pull, and each one does a, has a different power. It is unbelievably fun. So I highly recommend that to any of my board heads, if that's a term. Um, and then I've been rewatching cause I, I watched it when it came out and I hadn't seen it since I've been rewatching the Sopranos while also listening to the talking Sopranos podcast after each episode. Ooh. And that's been really, really fun. Uh, and I forgot how fucking hilarious Sopranos is. Like it is, it's almost, almost a sitcom and how funny it is. It is so good. Wow. I've never heard that 
take before about the yeah. Sopranos. Um, that's been on my list for like all of my life, and it's just like very intimidating. But yeah. um, hearing that it's funny is uh, a great inspiration. It's super funny. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much for those recs, Grace. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, and or the company we started together. nowhere. Yeah, except for <laughs> at Wildling Press on yeah, all everywhere. of the socials. Whoop whoop. whoop, whoop. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Wildling Press. TikTok. Follow us. Check us out. Um, Christina mentioned at the top of the episode that I um, make cakes. And Adol, I have a bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh. So you just get ready. <laughs> um, so I decorate cakes. I work at a bakery by day. And so I have the option to listen to podcasts and audiobooks, you know, during my day. Mm-hmm. And I listen to Hey Riddle Riddle and I'm like obsessed. Like I love it so much. It only took me like five years of raving about it before Grace was like, I'm going to check this out. I'm late to the game. I'm late to the game. But ever since I started, I like literally can't stop. But I'm like, the thing is, with t- with cake decorating, you need a bit of a steady hand. Sure. But I be laughing so much as I'm decorating <laughs> these cakes. So if anybody has a wonky cake, it's Adel's fault. Grace, here's what I'm going to say. Can I please get can I get you on record so we can quote you in our uh, on social media that says Hey Riddle Riddle ruined all my cakes. Yes. Can that we be can... a quote that we that we prescribe to Grace Paul? Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. And um, that brings me to my plug, which um, I don't think I've ever shared this before, but I have like one chocolate cake recipe that I make every single time. It's like the easiest cake recipe, and I feel like it's really great for anyone who's like wanting to start baking, but they want like a little bit of a simpler recipe. So if anyone's trying to do that, I really recommend um, Ina Garden's um, Beatty's Chocolate Cake Recipe. It's B-E-A-T-T-Y apostrophe S, um, and it's just a really excellent chocolate cake. So check it out. Very cool. Can we? Do you ship cakes? Um, <laughs> I guess I could. I, I've never tried. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could, babe. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I was gonna say I, I'm gonna order one of your shaky cakes, uh, <laughs> which is what I'm gonna start calling them when you listen to Hey Riddle. I'm gonna order a shaky cake for like a I Hey Riddle's fifth band. anniversary. Oh, You're shaky so cakes, so good. <laughs> They're like kind of like Arctic monkeys meets the Strokes. <laughs> or, or another option: you come and you knock on Christina's door. Um, for a podcast recording, and then I will present a cake unto you at the same Perfect. time. Perfect. Yeah, you got to come get it. You got to earn it. Please know 100% in the next couple episodes of Magic Tavern that I record, I am 110% introducing a character called Shaky Cakes. <laughs> and just know, just know that it came from here. Beautiful. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that this is a, this group that we do the restricted section with is such that every once in a while we do get a recipe in the plugs. I love I, that. I love to plug a recipe. So fun. <laughs> I have an amazing recipe for sausage and peppers if anybody ever wants it. Ooh, uh, yes. Oh. Immediately, yes. Yes, I will send it okay. to you. Okay, okay great. great. <laughs> cool. I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And this week I'm going to plug one of my guilty pleasure movies, uh, The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, starring Nicolas Cage, uh, uh, the Age of Sean, Cage, Sean Connery, and uh, Ed Harris. It's about Azkaban. It is about Alcatraz, and that's why I was <laughs> thinking about it. I actually watched that movie long before I started my Age of Cage in 2022. I'm trying to watch all of Nick <laughs> Cage's films. 
I'm trying to watch his whole filmography this year. Have you plugged that yet on the podcast? I don't remember. It's a blur. I don't know if you know this. JPC's favorite movie, Con Air. I know. I have heard. Um, it's on the list. I've actually not seen that one. I'm also really excited for his upcoming film, oh, The Unbearable so Weight of Massive Talent. Looks so good. <laughs> but I'm here to plug today The Rock, which is a very fun action movie. Action movie is one of those genres where like when it's bad, I fucking hate that genre. Like it's so <laughs> tedious to me. But like a fun, unique action film is mm-hmm. just like so choice. And The Rock is a lot of fun. A, a team of Sean Connery and Nick Cage, like, come on. I haven't Nick seen Cage. it in, like, 25 years, but I, from what I remember, Dwayne The Rock Alcatraz is one of the better... <laughs> it's one of the better action movies. My, um, the brand of, like, uh, what are they called? Those little... The cell, the robot vacuums? Oh, Roomba? Roombas? Or? Roombas. So we have an off-brand that is called Robo Rock, and I named him Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and so I'll sure. get fun little notifications on my phone that say things like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is stuck in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Adel, thank you so freaking much for joining us. It is always a delight to have you on the show. It is always a massive delight to be here. Please have me back soon. And pl- again, please let me know if I can do something for the Patreon. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll definitely have you back for Order of the Phoenix. Please. And Grace, this is my first time meeting you. It was an absolute delight. So nice to meet you. Oh my God. It was so, I was like a little bit nervous because I was like, oh my God, it's Adel. I'm freaking out. But hopefully I was very cool and very calm and very collected. <laughs> and then you saw me and you're like, this guy's not shit. <laughs> it is like a trippy experience to listen to someone else's podcast before they come on your podcast. It's just like, oh God, they're they're a real podcaster, like whoever it is. <laughs> Christina knows that I've been listening to Hey Riddle Riddle nonstop for like weeks and weeks now. And so she asked me before we started today if I listened to Hey Riddle Riddle today. And I was like, I simply couldn't. <laughs> because <laughs> I simply it's, couldn't. It's for the best. It's for the best. <laughs> That's a phenomenal answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'll be getting back to it tomorrow. Don't you worry. <laughs> I simply couldn't because I produce more shaky cakes. <laughs> and we cannot have shaky cake. These cakes are growing ever shakier. <laughs> um, well, great. Okay, great. Well, I got to go finish reading Pensive All Alone in the Moonlight before this book blasts me from mm. the past. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Just <Juice> bucket. <laughs> the Restricted Section is thrilled to be a member of the Movie Night Crew Podcast Network, which features amazing other podcasts such as My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast. My Cabbages is an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast that was started by two lovable nerds during a global pandemic to stave off their inevitable existential crisis. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you, sitting there on a seal. Well, now look back at me. I'm on on an even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. Or randomly breaking into song. 
go bending waterfall. We'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? The Restricted section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on patreon.com slash restricted section. For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, on Twitter at Restricted Pod, and on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. I'm a Hufflepuff sun and a Gryffindor moon. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.